Better and Longer with The Fitness Show, hosted by fitness expert, author, and TV personality, Fitz Kohler. She'll tell you why diets are dumb, supplements are snake oil, and the truth about how you can earn a lean, hard, pain-free, and athletic body. Now for our favorite bossy blonde, Fitz Kohler. Hi team, I'm Fitz Kohler, your fitness expert from fitness.com, and welcome to the Fitness Show. Oi! Everyone keeps talking about this stupid virus, and you know what? I've had it up to here. I'm absolutely done with it, so we are not going to talk about that today. Instead, we're just going to talk about nonsense. In fact, I'm going to talk about nonsense because so many of you... I tell you what, it is so sweet. Every time I release a podcast, the amount of you who say, oh my God, thank you so much. Now I have something to entertain me while I run. So while I technically may not have a uh, big deal fitness topic to talk about today, I just wanted to talk to you and I wanted to get your mind off of things and I don't want to add to the misery because you know what? Everybody in the media just keeps adding to the misery by harping on this nonsense and then all of our friends trying to be so incredibly profound on social media keep posting all of this crap. It's just mind-blowing. I mean, I get it. Stay inside. Avoid interacting with people. Wash your hands. If you feel sick, let people know. Great. It's not rocket science, folks. So let's move on. So I pulled up 20 questions. Yep. 20 questions and I am going to answer them. Now listen, I have put my thinking cap on and <laughs> since we all have some downtime and boy, does Fitz Kohler ever have some downtime now. I'm going to come up with some fun topics, possibly some fun people to talk to you about to give you <sighs> something to look forward to and listen to and enjoy uh, while you have downtime. So this is 20 Stupid Questions with Fitz Kohler. I hope you enjoy. And if any of these questions resonate with you and you feel like, gee whiz, you have a great response, a story you want to share based on these questions, put it on my social media. Share it to my Fitzness page on Facebook. Uh, you can join the Hottie Body Fitness Challenge. Those people are super fun and love to chit-chat. You can hit me up on Instagram or Twitter and just tell me what your responses are and why they're so fabulous. So first, when you were a kid, what did you want to be? When I was a kid, I mean, golly, I wanted to be a trillion things like everybody. But I remember in sixth grade, we had to create some sort of who's who book in my gifted class. And I had to write a story. I guess a biography of myself in the future. And just so you all know, I won a Grammy Award. That's right. I plan to be a professional singer, even though I was born with a terrible, terrible singing voice. But that's the beauty of being a kid is that you have no sense of reality sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I was, I think there's a chance I might have also won an Oscar, um, which congratulations to me. I had no idea that was, yeah, no, that I, a Grammy and possibly an Oscar. And here's the thing. I've actually done acting in, long ago. I was invited to do a couple of films and a TV pilot and I did it and it was fine, but I never really enjoyed it. What I really liked, I like being on TV, but I like being on TV as a fitness expert or a race professional. I don't really enjoy pretending to be somebody else. So um, yeah, that's what I wanted to be. On the flip side, I actually did start teaching fitness when I was 15, possibly 14, but I think it was 15. So 
I got, at least I started doing what I wanted to do when I was a kid. Um, number two, the weirdest dream I ever had. Well, I have had a doozy. If you do not know this about me, this might be interesting. I almost only have bad dreams. And when I say bad dreams, horrible, terrible nightmares. It's funny for a person who's so genuinely happy with great perspective in the daylight hours when my when my eyes close, all sorts of havoc breaks loose in my head. And I can't figure it out. Even during my dreams, sometimes I think, stop dreaming this. You're in control. Change the plot of the story. I rush. I argue with myself in my sleep and say, don't go there. But there I am. I don't know, being chopped up into a million pieces or something. A reoccurring dream I had as a kid, we used to live on a canal. In fact, my mother still lives there. But we had alligators. It was Fort Lauderdale. And there were gators in the canal. We didn't see them often, but they were definitely there. So my childhood dream was always being chased by an alligator. And I would always end up in my front yard, which had a U-shaped driveway. And my mother had this royal blue... It might have been a Thunderbird, <laughs> a four-door, this big, long car. And I I would end up running circles around the blue car with that alligator chasing me. And eventually, I would climb up on top of the car, and the alligator would stand up on its hind legs trying to get me. Now, mind you, there would always be other people standing around the driveway doing stuff, not helping me. And of course, the alligator had no interest in them, but um, that's one that was weird because it went on forever. <laughs> in fact, on occasion, I still have a quality alligator dream, but just know that this super happy face you see in the day turns to terror at night. I don't know why my brain does that to me, uh, but I think that is pretty weird. Mm -hmm. If I were to date one celebrity, who would it be? Well... This is going to sound really goofy, but it's the truth. I would date my favorite Wiggle, <laughs> Anthony Field. And do you remember the kids? Well, I should say, do you remember? They still exist. The Wiggles, the Australian children's band. So when, I when my kids were tiny, they watched some Barney. They watched some Teletubbies, all the little things. But then they watched the Wiggles and... The Wiggles were on a lot, and their songs have always been fantastic. The Wiggles sing and dance and teach preschool-age kids stuff preschool-age kids should know. But I remember at some point looking at these guys thinking, well, if I have to watch this all the time, I might as well get some personal pleasure out of it. And I kind of laser-focused in on Anthony, who was um, cute, not as cute as he is now. He's actually gotten far more handsome as he's aged, but... I remember looking thinking, well, he's really happy and fun, and I'm drawn to happy and fun. So, so yeah, Anthony Wiggle, and then uh, for my great viewing pleasure, he became really fit and got a fantastic haircut. And I think most moms on the planet think Anthony <laughs> Wiggle is the sexiest Wiggle. And yeah, so, and then we know each other. So I hope he's not listening, because that might be embarrassing, but um but yeah, I've known Anthony. We're friends. He still lives in Australia. We keep in touch here or there. But he is the celebrity I would go on a date with. Why? Because I know we would have a super fun time. And he has a super big smile. And I do anything for a big smile. Um, right behind him falls Chris Hemsworth, a.k.a. Thor, and John Hamm. 
you may remember from Mad Men, who has a color, very, very hunky men. So those are my celebrities I date. I only asked for one, but there you go. You have a short list of three, and I could come up with others if we had all day, but I'm not going to drag that out. Oh, if I were to watch one movie for the rest of my life, what would it be? I would watch a home movie of my children. Um, for the most part, I am a one-and-done type person on movies. I do not like a repeat. I do not like wasting my time reviewing something I've already seen. Some people like to watch a movie over and over and over. Nothing tortures me more than being redundant with stuff like that. I know I sound like, she won't watch a movie. Maybe a second time way down the road, I'll watch it. But I am not a repeat customer on the movie. So it would be a home movie, and I could do without all the others. Mm, if I were going to live anywhere in the world without losing any of my favorite people, where would I live? Well... My favorite other place is Ireland. I love the landscaping. I love the green, green, green mountains and castles and every every road you take, every corner you take on a new road is even more beautiful than the last. I love the people. They're so kind and so pleasant and so upbeat. Uh, feisty too. But to be honest with you, I can't actually think of anywhere that suits me better than Florida. The temperatures here are perfect. I love it hot and sticky. I love a, wash, a an ocean that's warm and usable, one that I don't have to gasp upon entering. I feel really, really good about Florida, and I'm very grateful to have been born here. The, our entire <laughs> state is bordered by beautiful beaches and palm trees, and in the center springs and lakes and animals. It's amazing. I do love Florida. So I actually think that I was put in the perfect place. Thank goodness. And I'm, I'm one of the native Floridians. I know it's many of you have never heard of someone who's actually been born in Florida because so many people actually moved to Florida. But I am a native and that was one of my great gifts in life. If I were to drink one type of alcohol for the rest of my life, what would it be? Well... I'm not a big drinker, but if I had to choose one, it would be Bud Light. And I know you fancy um, IPA drinkers think it's lame. I don't care. <laughs> I personally love Bud Light. It's my favorite beer. And in fact, if it had zero calories and zero alcohol, I would drink Bud Light on a regular basis just because I enjoy a very ice cold Bud Light. Um, and then as far as the rest of the alcohol, I could care less. What's the saddest thing ever happened to me? Definitely losing people or losing my my pets. My grandma. That was super sad. Friends. I lost my, my friend's baby. That was sad. Most recently, my duck has broken my heart. Uh, losing Handy has been very difficult to deal with. I know you all have pets that you love and can identify. Boy, that duck means meant a lot to me and I have my dog in my lap right now and she makes me happy so um, yeah sad I don't like losing people I love what's the worst thing I've ever done I well I'm not a big criminal so we'll start there I haven't really done any illegal type of bad things I think the worst thing that I've done was pick on other kids when I was a kid we did gang up, me and my friends, on occasion and pick on a, there was a kid 
that was overweight in our gifted program. He was a little bit of a pest, but I remember calling him fat and <laughs> I still, it eats me alive. It makes me feel so bad when I think about that. So picking on other children when I was a kid. Now, mind you, I've been able to go back and apologize to the people I was unkind to back in the day. And that's a good start, but you can't undo those things. So the fact that I was unkind to someone when I was a child really, you know, bothers me. But I was a kid and I was learning. And, you know, fortunately, because those things make me feel feel so bad, I choose not to be mean to other people ever again, because I know it will stick with me. And that's not very good, is it? Ooh, <laughs> what's the sexiest thing you've ever worn? Easy. I can say this hands down, my cowboy boots. <laughs> and I don't know if anybody else finds them sexy, but I find cowboy boots in general incredibly sexy, perhaps because I really enjoy cowboys. Um, but whatever, I think they're, I don't know, when I put them on, they make me feel powerful, not in a way that anyone else thinks I'm powerful, but if I have to kick someone in my cowboy boots, and once I did, it's a good shoe to be wearing. I just feel like I'm on very solid ground when I wear my boots, which is actually quite frequently, I wear them all the time, and yeah, I think they're damn sexy. What is the sexiest thing you've ever worn? I want you to put that on my social media channels. Hey Fitz, guess what? You can even take pictures. Um, unless they're inappropriate pictures, then just, I don't know, talk about them. <laughs> Have you ever gotten a fist fight? Well, yes. Now, of course I did. I had my 10 years as a full contact kickboxer, all of those fist fights, but I don't really think those count when people ask if you've ever been in a fight. I was always very scrappy with my siblings as a kid. And again, I kind of don't think sibling fights really count, even though my my brother was nine years older and my sister was six years older than me. Um, and we all got into it physically. And maybe that's why I'm so scrappy is because I was so much smaller and younger than them, duking it out with them on a regular basis. So when I got into middle school, I can't remember what instigated it, but a friend of mine, she had been a friend, and then apparently she decided to be my enemy and wanted to fight with me. Her name is Trisha Dew, and she's actually a friend again as grown-ups. We look back and laugh, but she wanted to fight me, and I think it was over a mutual friend, but the game plan was to meet at the park down the street from my mother's house at about 4 o'clock that afternoon after school. I went home from school and I told my mom, hey, I have a fist fight today at four. And I'm sure she just thought it was nonsense, but she didn't hold me back. She let me go and my big sister was supposed to come with me. And I remember getting dressed, putting on shorts and a t-shirt and I had a, a, and I had a ponytail, but I put a bow in the top of my head, not because I wanted to look fancy while fighting, but because I think it was the only thing I had that was going to hold my hair back in whatever regard I wanted it. But I went down to the park with my sister and there was maybe 30 other kids waiting there. And so <laughs> Trisha and I get in the middle of the circle and I believe we were I don't know, we are just standing there staring at each other and I can't remember what it was, but I called her a name, and it was a name she didn't understand, and then 
someone filled her in like, Fitz said this to you. And then she came at me to fight. And so we started swinging. And I mean, I don't know, all the kids started jumping around and yelling. And pretty soon, maybe 30 seconds into the fight, all of a sudden the sirens started wailing. And the police were coming and they were driving their police cars across the fields at the park, woo, woo, to get to us. And everybody disbanded. And my sister and I, we took off, we fled, <laughs> we fled the park on the canal side behind the street we lived on so that we could have ran down the road, but instead we went behind the houses and ran along the canal. It would have been classic if we would have been eaten by the alligators back there. But yeah, we got home and that was basically the end of that fight. Uh, I had more. I had, oh gosh, I could do a whole entire episode on my <laughs> on my fist fights growing up. I had probably about three or four between middle and high school alone. I was scrappy. I actually had one fight in my cheerleading uniform in my senior year. And then I ended up having a <laughs> few fights in bars as a grown up. Now, mind you, nothing I instigated, but I'm very good at, uh, my mom always said, don't ever start a fight, but you be better damn well finish them. And I think I've followed uh, those instructions quite well. But yeah, fist fighting. Have I had fist fights? Oh yeah. Have you had fist fights? I'd be interested to know how many people have ever been in a fist fight, not in an athletic arena, not a boxing match or an MMA or a karate tournament. I'm talking about a real deal fist fight where <laughs> some other citizen wanted to do harm. I don't know why. I think that's funny. <laughs> uh, next question, number 11. What was your first car and your favorite car? Well, my first car was a Suzuki Samurai. If you remember, they look like a Wrangler, but just a teeny tiny version of a Wrangler. Oh my God, my car was so cute. And I was so fortunate that my mother got that for me as my first vehicle. It was stick shift. It had a soft top. It had a full soft roof and it had a bikini top and it was just to give you the imagery of it it was gunmetal sparkly gray it had a little gold scroll over the side it was very tiny so it wasn't obnoxious because I'm not a print girl and the full roof was black but I almost never used the full roof I had this bikini top they called it one that just went over the driver and um, front passenger side and it was black and white stripes oh my god it was the cutest car in the history of the world and it could do everything a big jeep could do so I would take it back in the woods and in the swamps I could put it in four-wheel drive and thrash around my car would some days be filled with mud mud had dumped into my jeep and i would just pull the drain plugs and lift up the little fake carpet and all the mud would pour out we would dump a hose in the car it was the greatest car ever and when that one died i upgraded and i got a jeep wrangler a bright red jeep wrangler that was also a stick shift as wranglers should be and I enjoyed that until I got pregnant. And then I really think you cannot put a baby or you should not put a baby in the back of a Wrangler because the backseat kind of clips in. It just clips in. It's not very secure. And I didn't think it would be a good idea to have that. So I sadly traded the Wrangler for a 4Runner and cried. 
as I exchanged keys with the individual I was taking the Wrangler or the Forerunner from, but I'd very much like to go back to a stick shift Wrangler as soon as possible because it, it provided such quality of life. Every single day I got in that vehicle, I had a fun time. I never took time behind the wheel of those vehicles for granted. It was always a fun time. It was always a great pleasure. And right now driving is fine. I have a nice SUV. It's automatic. It's a bore. It's fine. But as, sooner, as soon as possible, I'm going straight back to a Wrangler because... I deserve that, especially after the year I've had, <laughs> maybe making this two years. Uh, next up, we got, what's my favorite app? Uh, my favorite app could be, I like shopping on Amazon, and I really use the weather app a lot. That sounds really nerdy and boring, but golly, I always need to know how to pack for my race weekend, so I use the weather app a whole bunch, and then I like iTunes. I'm always listening to music. Oh, Sirius XM. I listen to talk radio all the time, much like I'm doing talk radio right now. I love to listen in, and my favorite things to listen to, I love the Jenny McCarthy show, and I really enjoy listening to old Howard Stern celebrity interviews on demand. They're usually on video as well, but he interviews everyone from Paul McCartney to John Bon Jovi. He's got Demi Moore. He's got new pop stars. He's got a whole bunch of really good interviews, and he is thorough. And unlike other interviewers who <laughs> maintain some level of decorum and boundaries, Howard Stern has zero boundaries. He will ask people anything even if it's totally inappropriate. And that's probably something I should learn from. I I choose to give people distance, and obviously I do not curse on the radio, and I don't pry. Uh, but I probably should, because, man, he's really good, and I enjoy his stuff. So that, those would be my favorite apps. Would I rather hit the rewind button on life or the pause button? I... Other than the stupid quarantine situation we're all dealing with right now, I would say pause. I'm in a perfect place in life. I like who I am. I love my career. My kids are really fun and interesting to be around. Would I like to go back and have their baby days and eat their faces? Absolutely. But more importantly, if I could just stay here forever, it would really work for me. I love everything about my life. And uh, yeah, I'm lucky, lucky that way. What job would I be terrible at? I would be terrible, oh, I would be absolutely terrible at being a counselor or a psychologist. I loathe, loathe hearing people complain. I loathe hearing about people's drama. If somebody came to me for an hour to complain about their life or the stupid decisions they've made, man, they, they would have to pay me thousands of dollars per hour. You think psychologists today get paid a plenty? Whoo, if you wanted me to be your counselor, <laughs> you would lose everything you own because I can't stand hearing people complain and people complain. I just, boo, no thank you. So I would be terrible at that. I would also be terrible at jobs which include touching yucky things such as bugs or blood 
or goo. I don't like needles. I don't like anything <laughs> medical. So, um, yeah, complainers and yucky things. If I had a superpower, what would it be? Well, besides immortality, because I really like life and I'd like to stay forever, teleportation would make my life so much more convenient. Boom, I'm in California. Happy, happy. Boom, I'm here with my kids. And then maybe I can be at two places at once. Sometimes that would be fantastic. So teleportation would be it. And if you are the scientist working on teleportation, hurry the hell up because I need it. Please and thank you. Dream vacation. <sighs> Anywhere. Dream vacation. I don't, you know, I've been to so many wonderful places. Someplace with warm blue water. A mountain nearby. Animals to love on. And all the water sports I could do. I would love to just wake up in the morning and go water skiing and then kneeboarding and then do some paddleboarding and take a nap in a hammock and then go, I don't know, smooch on a sloth and then go do some more water sports or climb a mountain. Maybe that's Costa Rica. Perhaps Costa Rica is my dream vacation. I haven't located the exact spot, but yeah, warm water with water sports. How often do you shave your legs? Well, that's a great question. Normally, all the time. Now, my hair growth has been slowed dramatically over the past year with all of the cancer nonsense, so I haven't had to, but I don't find leg shaving to be a big burden. I know some of my friends hate it. They look forward to winter so they can grow a little bit of a mink coat on their, <laughs> on their legs and their armpits and stuff. I prefer smooth legs. So I, I traditionally shave daily, if not every other day. It's a great question. Plus, I'm in Florida where I'm always in short shorts. So, um, yeah, usually daily. Now, on occasion, I've been known to just kind of, I don't know, take a shower at the gym and not have a razor. And then all of a sudden, my leg hair <laughs> is longer than it should be. A little more plush and glamorous than I would choose. But yeah, I shave the legs every day. Thank you, questionnaire, for asking. Oh, here are some customized for me. Favorite part of race day as an athlete. That is easy. And while I could say my favorite part of race day is actually running the race and getting the medal, no, my favorite part of race day is socializing with my running friends before and after an event. That's really what I go for. I go for the social because I'm usually a bit of a loner when it comes to exercise. But I do like hanging out in a parking lot with our bibs on, finding people and hugging people and having those little tiny bits of chit chat. And I've met so many of my great friends in parking lots. I remember being at a race, it was a Disney race, and walking through a parking lot, and I see some dude wearing a big Sir Marathon hat, which I announce. <clears throat> so I said, hey, do you do Big Sir? And I don't know how the conversation started, but that was Jerry Ackles. You may recognize the name, and if you do, good for you, because he's a great guy. If you don't, well, sad for you, because you're missing out on someone really cool. So Jerry and I, based on me acknowledging his hat now I have a really close friendship and I love him so much and I've <laughs> and then post-race especially when I get to hang with my hotties we go take pictures by the potties and what could be more fun than that 
porta potty photos for everybody. So that's my favorite part of race day. As an athlete, as a race announcer, I got a lot of different answers. How do I relax? Two ways. I relax with exercise, and I truly, truly view exercise as a my stress reliever. It's very relaxing for me emotionally. Strength training gets it all out. So not that I do stress because I'm not a big stress person. I don't choose to carry around that type of um, negativity. I just traditionally can let things go. But when things are hard, I say strength training is one of my greatest ways to relax as well as other cardio and so forth. And then I also love taking baths, long, hot baths. I love the hot tub and I have a big garden tub here in my master bedroom. Well, not in the bedroom, but it's in the bathroom, the master bath connected to my master bedroom. And sometimes I've been known to take up to three baths a day and you think, Gee, Fitz, you have all this free time. Well, yeah, <laughs> lately this year I've had lots of free time. I've also had lots of busy time, but um, I get in the bath quite frequently because it makes me feel good. And then I get in there and I read magazines. And on occasion, I look at my phone and watch TikTok videos. But I think that's very, very relaxing. And final question I'm going to go there. What do I plan to do during the quarantine? Well, that's easy. I've had a ton of events cancel, so I'm home. I plan to rest up a bunch. I have three more chemos between now and May 11th, or May 11th is my last chemo. Uh, so I plan to actually recover every time I have chemo, which I traditionally haven't been able to do. I'm normally chemo, lucky if I get a good night's sleep, and then up and at driving the kids back and forth, and then getting on an airplane. And I plan to exercise as much as possible, get out in the great outdoors, enjoy some fresh air. I'm swimming, and I want to swim as much as possible. And I'm working on my book, which now I have plenty of time to do that, and then record some more podcasts. So that is my game plan. Folks, this is a weird time. I'm going to remind you that There are certain things you cannot control, so stop trying. Just get over it really quickly. There are things that are out of your hands, that are out of my hands, you cannot control, so just get over it. You can sit and wallow and be miserable and be frustrated and choose to stress and then get online and tell everybody, I'm so stressed, or you could just kind of relax and let it go and enjoy, take advantage of the opportunities you've been given. Now, yeah, many of us have lost our income. I am officially down at least 80% of my income for this year. It's gone, wiped away, nothing I can do about it. Should I agonize over that? No. (laughs) Will I be proactive and find new work? I will. So that'll be my task. Um, It's not fun. But I can choose to have some fun, okay? I can choose to make the best of the situation I'm in right now. So will I exercise? Yes. Will I spend quality time with my children? You betcha. Will I clean out my office? For sure. Is my bedroom closet going to be tidied up? Absolutely. There are going to be some hidden gems within this shit show, excuse my language. So you can be the person who takes full advantage of your downtime. I mean, think of all the things in your world where 
You say, I just don't have time for that. I don't have time for this or that. Now you do. All of us have time to exercise now. All of us have time to get a good night's sleep. All of us will have time to do that spring cleaning that desperately needs to be done. All of us have the opportunity to give extra walks to our four-legged friends who deserve it so much. So you can find the dark side, you can find the ugly, and you can be miserable. And if you choose that, good for you. <laughs> I hope there's some sort of counselor that's going to make a great living off of your uh, chosen suffering. Or you can get a grip, put on your big girl pants or your big boy panties, and uh, find something quality to do. Be that person you want to be. You know, we could start off question number one. Who is it you want to be? That's always the most important thing with health and fitness is you choose who you want to be. Decide up front who that person is and then take steps towards getting there. Nobody can bail you out of this. You just have to be your best you in this situation given. Um, if we're all stuck inside our houses with the doors locked, okay, fine. Make the best of that situation. You're, you're more than welcome to make the worst of it, but... As someone who cares about you, I think that would be a foolish decision. I think one day when you go back to work full-time and your kids are back in school full-time, you may look back with a little regret if you didn't take full advantage of the freedom many of us have been given. <laughs> Again, we wouldn't have volunteered for it. We didn't want it. We didn't ask for it, but we're stuck with it. So we can make the best of things or we can make the worst of things. And I am hoping that you will make the best of things. So I'm going to ask you to take these questions you've heard me answer and answer them back. <laughs> Throw out some doozers online and let me know what the sexiest thing you've ever worn is or whether you've gotten a fist fight. And if you want to share some details on that, I love it. Folks, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. I hope I was able to entertain you through a quality workout or perhaps even chat with you while you soaked in a nice hot bubble bath. I love you guys and um, I'm going to do my best to be here for you and be here for me because you know I deserve that too. Love you all. If you haven't done so, follow me on Fitness or on at Fitness on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. YouTube has all my free workouts. If you need something extra, go download my flip flop abs video available in the store on fitness.com. And that's it. I'm going to really shut up now. Get to work, team. Bye. Hi, this is Rudy Novotny, the voice of America's marathons. We all love how much running has benefited every aspect of our lives, so much so that most of us only wish we'd started sooner. Wouldn't it be wonderful to give the opportunity to children of today? Well, you can. The Morning Mile is a before-school walking and running program that gives children a chance to start each day in an active way while enjoying fun, music, and friends. That's every child, every day. It's also supported by a wonderful system of rewards, which keeps students highly motivated and frequently congratulated. Created by our favorite fitness expert, Fitz Kohler, Morning Milers across the country have run over 2 million miles and are having greater success with academics, behavior, and sports because of it. The Morning Mile is free to the child, free to the school, and is inexpensively funded by businesses or generous individuals. Help more kids get moving in the morning by visiting MorningMile.com. Champion the program at your favorite school or find out more about sponsorship opportunities. That's MorningMile.com. Long may you run.